0: Radio Drone. Hey, Brad and Jared.
1: Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what?
0: Do you guys realize that this is our 50th episode? Big deal.
1: Sweet deal.
0: Eh. (laughs) I don't know, you think maybe we should do something special in two weeks instead of this week?
2: Eh, works for me. Oh, uh, I can't make it in two weeks. I've got that thing...
0: That is perfect, he, Jared. He's
2: got to go see a midnight screening of We Bought a Zoo. Oh God damn it! I swear. <laughs> are you are you really sending me to the We Bought a Zoo? You saw the oh, zookeeper. Oh, so why
1: wouldn't oh, I send you to We Bought a Zoo? Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> so would you guys say you have like a, a master-slave kind of relationship going, a dominatrix kind of thing? Brad, <laughs> you just torture Jared.
2: Oh.
1: Um, <laughs> you go see these movies <laughs> uh,
2: not, not really it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's sometimes we both do it
1: together like when we both went to go see Transformers 3
2: <laughs>
0: does that bring you closer
1: yes yes, indeed. it was very tight back there in the car
2: <laughs> in the back seat of the yeah, car yeah me you and Irving
0: <laughs> and that was before all of the weird fluids were all over there from the Twilight review
2: yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: so, all right, got to do the Adam and Eve promo. I do it every week. Whenever I give it to Jared, he gimps it up. Do you want to give it a try, Brad?
1: Yeah, sure. Jared, take it
2: away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well played, sir. Go
2: away, boss. <laughs> go. That was oh, serious, no, like... seriously, me? Yeah, oh, go. Okay. What, did you think I was kidding? <laughs> yeah, actually, <laughs> I thought you were.
0: <laughs> it's like, Jared, go.
2: Uh, okay, hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter the promo code DROME, you will get 50% off your order. No, a single
0: you already gimped it. 50% off of a single item.
2: Oh, whatever. A single item order isn't it, it whatever they order?
0: But if well, they sorry, order like 9 things, no.
2: Okay. Oh, okay, fine. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. <clears throat> Take 2. Ladies and gentlemen, if you go to adamandeve.com right now and enter the promo code DROME, you will get 50% off a single item in your order. You will also get three free DVDs, and you will get a mystery gift nobody a studio knows. I call it a studio even though we're on Skype. (laughs) (laughs) I'm good
0: with that, but you left out something, though.
2: Uh, three free DVDs, mystery gift, and uh, Merry Christmas. <laughs>
0: Happy holidays, Brad. Uh, free shipping. They get free oh, shipping. Yeah,
2: free shipping. Yeah, that too.
0: For using that the promo code Drum, I. You know what? One of these days, you're actually going to get this right.
2: I, I I've been slowly and surely improving. Y-
0: you have, and don't call me Shirley. <laughs> you set me up for that. I know. <laughs> so but you have to take it though. I had to. <laughs> so, did you guys watch anything this week? Anything interesting to review before we uh, actually get into the f- no content we have for this episode?
1: I watched. Uh, I was I was online the other day, and I want I wanted to start doing some darker stuff for the for the site uh, for for the snob. So I I went to uh, I just typed in like violent bees or something like that, just so I could. Look and see, like yeah, okay, I do that, do that, that, that. Did you find a snuff film? No, believe me, it wasn't. (laughs) The FBI Uh, says
0: snuff does not exist.
1: The uh, the number one movie on this list is a movie called uh, Philosophy of a Knife. Have you seen this movie?
0: I've never even heard of Philosophy of a Knife, so no. I've
1: heard of it. I've I've heard of it before. Um, It's a movie from 2008. And I was like, "Philosophy of a Knife." I, I haven't seen that. I've heard of it, but I, I I haven't seen it. So I went on the Netflix Instant Queue, and it was actually on there. So I watched the first half of it. Granted, this is a this is an over four hour movie. Oof. So I watched two hours and ten minutes of it. I was very t- I I couldn't get to sleep. I was having trouble I was having trouble sleeping. So I ended up watching two hours and ten minutes of it before I just shut it off. The movie is about uh, the the unit unit 731 meta, uh, experiments done by the Japanese in World War II. So it covers the same stuff as the movie Men Behind the Sun did. A couple of times I've I've gotten uh, people have asked me if I would do Men Behind the Sun on the Cinema Snob, and I've I've never really cons I've I i do not think I would ever really do that because with Men Behind the Sun whether the movie it basically just shows like reenactments of these experiments, but it does it it does it really really well. And you can argue whether you can argue whether or not the movie is just straight exploitation, or whether the movie is actually trying to mean something. You can argue that, but it what it comes down to is that like this this really happened. So regardless of what the intent of the movie is, it, it, it'd be really hard to 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 do a to do a comedic episode of something out of. But this piece of crap... I'd have no problems doing an episode out of this. The movie is... It bills itself as half-documentary, half-reenacted footage. And the half-documentary stuff... Is you know somewhat interesting a little bit, but that goes away like a half an hour. Oh, it.
2: the fourth kind. <laughs> no, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't do it like that. It, it doesn't do it like that because the fourth kind was reenacting right. and showing side by side, side by side, and, and yeah, doing stuff like that is that's different. But this movie was okay. Now, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that. The inmates at Unit 731 didn't look like hot Midwestern college students with landing strips. Correct me (laughs) if I'm wrong, but I don't think that's how it happened. Not only the fact that it looks like they... It's, the record stuff is in black and white And it's obviously shot on a camera Kind of like mine But they just added some grain to it Brad, I am going, it looks, I'm going I'm going to correct you like it, was shot, it also looks like it was shot in my basement Brad, I'm going to correct
0: you Because it you was, are wrong Hollywood would not lie
1: Oh yeah, this movie was Hollywood <laughs> Oh, okay This movie's about as Hollywood as Yeah, and I'm serious Hollywood is snuff. <laughs> and I'm
0: serious too <laughs> And I'm a good host Oh Wait, no
1: so the movie's like, "Oh my god, we're going to show you how bad this stuff was." And then reenact someone getting their teeth pulled out for 15
2: minutes.
0: I've I've seen the dentist though, so what's the big deal?
2: Right, yeah. Well, if anything, then then you got to give that much credit to Fourth Kind. They saved time and and turned a 4-hour concept into like 2 hours by showing reenacted stuff and Documentary stuff side by side. Oh yeah, because yeah, <laughs> fourth kind was legit documentary. Oh,
0: so yeah. Brad, no if if you, if you won't make com- if you won't make comedy out of truth, we're never going to see the Jodie Foster porno, the accused on there.
1: I wouldn't do a snap episode out of the accused. That's too mainstream.
0: Oh okay, so that, that that's the only reason because it's too mainstream.
1: Yeah, that would be like if I did like. Oh, uh, coming up next on the Cinema Snob Disclosure with Michael Douglas. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I think you really because you've done a Friday the Thirteenth. I think you should do a Nightmare on Elm Street. One of them.
1: Uh, I would do that. I would do. I mean, The Accused is like kind of outside the genre. I I do, but well, it, um, it
0: is kind of an exploitation film. The way it's shot is kind of exploitation style.
1: Yeah, sure, but I mean, like. I can't think of many, many rough rape scenes that don't look exploitation style. (laughs) to a Nightmare on Elm movie? I would probably, I'd probably do five or six.
0: Probably six because it's uh, well, five sucked pretty bad too. Actually,
1: yeah, I know that's the thing is that like five, I would probably, I would probably rather watch six over five, but six has more stuff in it to make fun of.
0: But six also has Alice Cooper, and that's just awesome.
1: Yeah, that was one thing they stopped playing. I not that I really listen to a lot of his music. I like some of his songs, but I liked the the radio show that that he has. And, and Springfield stopped playing it.
0: Nights with Alice Cooper or something like
1: something that. Like, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Springfield stopped playing it. That yeah. was kind of a bummer. I liked his show.
0: Yeah, they they still play that at like three in the morning here in Green Bay. Oh, dude! And really? like Saturday yeah, they nights or something.
1: Like, I don't know. They play it like between like seven and midnight or something here.
0: I watched a movie that I'm pretty sure you like, Brad. I got a review DVD from our friends at Synapse for Brain Damage.
1: You've never seen Brain Damage?
0: No, I I had seen it. I'd never seen it uncut.
1: Oh, okay. So
0: this is the first time I'd ever seen, like, the full blowjob scene. Oh, okay. And things like that, because I don't think it was ever released uncut until the DVD, was it? Was there ever an uncut version on Laserdisc or video?
1: Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. The last the last version of it I saw is the DVD version. So I I don't know.
0: Okay, because I remember seeing it on cable, like a Cinemax, a Full Moon, uh, Fright Night, or something. You know, whatever their their Full Moon feature thing was on Cinemax once.
1: Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah, Full Moon Fright Night.
0: And I remember seeing it on that, and I loved it. And I hadn't seen it again until I got this DVD from Synapse, and. Man, I can kind of see why for what was that 90? 89? 88 Something. maybe? Yeah. I I can see why like the blowjob scene was cut out. <laughs> I can definitely see what why her basically blowing Elmer. I can she was basically blowing Elmer and then he climbs in through her open mouth and eats her brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see why that got cut. Oh. Oh, Zachary was awesome as mm-hmm. Elmer. That yeah, voice, because the voice doesn't fit that creepy little thing at all.
1: I know, right? That Yet it somehow does. I like it. I like that movie a lot.
0: So, And then the DVD's got like a commentary. It, it's uncut, like I said, so if you've never seen the movie uncut before, check out the DVD from Synapse. Next week they also sent me Frankenhooker on Blu-ray.
1: If it wants to make it four hours just add 25 scenes of it snowing outside that's what philosophy of a knife did
0: What what is it with no you said it's a Japanese production
1: it's a Russian production and all of the people they're experimenting on look like I, I'm sure they are Russian because it's a Russian movie and there actually were Russian inmates at that camp but it's like the it looks like the same three people over and over again. It's like you know there were Japanese or you know there were Chinese people at this camp too that were inmates. Well, because so, I
0: I just remember you, I was like two years ago maybe that 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 Japanese film Grotesque uh-huh. actually got banned in England for being so graphic. It' the first film that it outright banned in England in like a decade.
1: So I, I don't know if this thing has been banned anywhere because it's just laughable it looks like a nine inch nails music video like the opening credits are done like the style of opening credits is like seven with like this funky techno beat behind it like oh yeah this is going to be a classy picture <laughs> the, and so as as much as I like seven I just with that opening I was like I think this is going to be more reenactment than a documentary and uh uh it, it does a thing like where they're doing like an x-ray test on this guy which was something they actually did but it shoots it and it shoots it like a student film it's showing it kind of like burning the guy but it's obvious they're just putting like plaster on him um but then it'll just cut to like skin melting in fast motion but it'll cut to the guy and he he's fine like so, it's just adding these quick, fast motion scenes of like skin melting for no reason whatsoever.
0: Do you remember late '90s, maybe even early '90s? There was that alien abduction movie that UPN showed that was supposed to be all home video footage of a real couple being abducted out of their home by aliens.
1: I remember hearing about it. I I, rem- I, I didn't see it, but I remember hearing about it when it came out because a buddy a buddy of mine is. Uh, Really big into that stuff.
0: Because I just, I have not seen it yet. I and mean, I watched it when it was new, but I have not seen it yet as, you know, the current asshole I am. And I'm just wondering if I'm going to be picking it apart or not. Because I, I don't remember that. I mean, like any details of it. I just remember at the time it looked fake. Yeah. So it's probably going to look even faker now.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: There was a whole subgenre of that. Do you remember that creepy as hell? HBO movie called Countdown to Looking Glass in 1984. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Maybe the modern generation won't find it creepy, but, you know, we grew up in the era when the Russians could nuke us. Yeah. I remember the last 10 minutes of that freaking me the hell out. Uh huh. Especially because HBO. Why would HBO be having a newscast about Russia nuking us?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's a pretty big deal if HBO is breaking in with a newscast. Because so I remember that movie just creeped me the hell out. And I saw it as an adult a couple of years ago, and it's still, that last ten minutes is still creepy. I
1: remember that, there was a stupid movie on, I think it was in the late 90s, where, uh, it was the set of, uh, of like a, uh, Jenny Jones, Ricky Lake, Jerry Springer type talk show. And it was... All shot like 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 it was shot like this is a show you know that's going on and then everyone the host in there gets taken hostage by uh, by David Morse and it's all shot like like holy crap this is actually going on we got to keep rolling and stuff like that it was really bad I don't I mean know, he was he was good in it but.
0: I don't remember one with David Morse I remember Fox did one like in ninety four where they were following an execution of a prisoner on live television, and then the, some of the guards were on the take, and then so they break the guy out, and they, they put the anchor or the reporter in the uh, executioners in the electric chair and all this, and I remember that was purported to be real. That's the way Fox promoted it and whatnot. And yeah. I remember that just being terrible.
1: Yeah, that that one I didn't see.
0: And then there was... Uh, I think it was CBS did a really good one In 83 called Special Bulletin
1: Oh I remember Special Bulletin I remember that
0: one I just watched that about two days ago Special Bulletin was really good
1: Oh yeah Special Bulletin was great Especially Cold War movies like
0: that Well and especially there's a scene with Roxanne Hart Near the end of the movie That is just so creepy that Okay spoiler alert if you want to see Special Bulletin They actually do nuke cincinnati in the movie okay i I think it's cincinnati and roxanne hart was close to the nuke covering it as a reporter and she starts freaking out like is the radiation coming when's the radiation coming you know she's basically been killed because she's taken such rads there's no way she can survive and just the fear in her voice and whatnot is just it creeps you the hell out the way she plays off that scene
1: oh yeah yeah that's a that's a great movie
0: and Michael Madsen has a three second cameo as an ex-convict It's gotta be <laughs> one of his I first roles
1: goes to catch the fly ball and crashes into the fence
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he's like the, the ex-bunkmate of one of the terrorists Yeah. So he's got like this little maybe 10-second maximum cameo as a former inmate Which mm. I find kind of funny they need to release. Do you remember without warning? Not the one. Not the one that basically became Predator. The not the that. one about uh, the asteroids hitting Earth.
1: No, because I only I only remember the one with Caruso. The one that was yeah like Predator.
0: Was Caruso in that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Caruso was one of the uh, was one of the main characters. Was one of the quote unquote teenagers.
0: Oh yeah, he was. I just remember Martin Landau and Jack Palance being the stars of that. Oh, no, no, I forgot album. Caruso was in that, that's right
1: <laughs> Young Caruso
0: Yeah, and uh, Larry Storch as Boy Scout leader
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Yeah, I remember that and, and, it, and ironically enough, it's about an alien that comes to Earth to hunt people for sport And then Kevin Peter Hall played the alien, and he'd play the Predator in Predator Yeah Similar <laughs> movie I know, right? I mean, it's <laughs> a small world in Hollywood sometimes Yeah <laughs> but no, I remember this other Without Warning. I think it was CBS again. It was 98. After every single commercial break, they ran, this is a fictional program, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They were getting, CBS affiliates were getting calls all around the country about people thinking it was a real newscast in 98. Oh, yeah. I'm I guess sure. you, you, you can't tell people enough. This isn't real. And I haven't seen the fourth kind, so my my son uh, said it sucks. Sucks. M- my son said it was just unwatchable.
1: It is. It is unwatchable. I saw the whole thing, but that was just because I was in the theater
2: when I saw it. I haven't seen it after Brad came back with such a negative review. I was like, uh, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm oh, straight. I was pissed.
0: Isn't Melilla Jalavovich in that?
1: Yeah, she's the star.
2: <laughs> and apparently, she opens the uh, movie up with. Hi, I'm...
1: I'm actress Mila Jovovich.
2: <laughs> I will be playing this role in... in a <laughs> what? what movie does that?
1: It's got Elias Koteas in it, too. I like him.
0: <laughs> well, I was looking through... I got something for Obscurus Lupa I found. I was yeah. going through a big stack of review DVDs. A relative used to run a video store, and when they've got all the old DVDs that they were given to, as screeners... Uh-huh. And it's first, some 2004 m- movie called Redemption, starring Chris Penn, okay, Don the Dragon Wilson, okay, James Russo, okay, and Cynthia Rothrock. Sweet! And I'm like, I've <laughs> never even heard of this movie!
2: <laughs>
0: it's like, holy crap! And, and get holy this, <laughs> Cynthia Rothrock plays a cop whose husband gets killed, so she goes out for revenge.
1: The only thing this movie's missing is Thomas Ian Griffith.
0: You know, I mean, does Cynthia Rothrock ever play a character that isn't that? That isn't a cop who's who she's getting revenge for a dead loved one?
1: Right. <laughs>
0: I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen a Rothrock movie where that's not what her character's motivation is. Oh wait, sorry, the one's with Corey Haim.
1: Oh, Fast Getaway.
0: Yeah, the the ones that Looper reviewed.
1: Oh, um, yeah, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh he uh allison's seen a lot more of them than i have
0: (laughs) but i just i found this so i pulled it aside and i'm gonna send it to her because i thought if anyone's gonna get an appreciation out of this it's gonna be her because i sure as hell i'm not gonna sit through this (laughs) never been a don wilson fan never understood the appeal of him
1: of don the dragon wilson um i well i I guess i understand the appeal and I any time I would watch one of his movies And I've only seen like maybe two or three Anytime I'd watch one It would be like I don't know Three in the morning And I'm just kind of waiting to get tired And go to bed So I guess it was appealing in that sense It gave me something to watch back in the day
0: Well to me he always just seemed like A really weak Michael Dudikoff Uh huh And he just I don't know Never did nothing for me Or, or...
1: I think he's alright He's a really weak Bruce Lee Bruce
0: or a really really weak Lorenzo Lamas. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> and Lorenzo Lamas is pretty weak on his own.
1: Well, I never had anything against Don the Dragon Wilson, really. I just I just never saw that many of his movies. I was not that I necessarily disliked him per se. I just didn't like him enough to watch a bunch of his movies. Makes sense. He's still kind the minute, so he's got to go see New Year's Eve Oh, is that
0: <laughs> Is that tonight? Yeah yeah. When I saw the trailer for that, the one thing I started thinking was How bad are De Niro's tax problems? <laughs> That's literally the first thing that entered my head The only reason he's in this Is he owes alimony? I saw him
2: in the trailer for Jack and Jill that's no, Al Pacino. Oh, okay. Sorry, you got me confused, Jared. <laughs>
0: because I, uh, I mean, like I said, I was thinking, okay, he's got alimony payments he can't make, or he's got tax problems. <laughs> Otherwise, why is De Niro in this movie? At
1: least he's only got to be in it for like ten minutes. This movie's got like twenty people in it, and it's. God. It's a bunch of just interweaving stories and such about, like, 30 different people. I don't know. I looked at the trailer and was like, oh, what? Someone was like, oh, man, I could make a worse version of 200 cigarettes.
0: (laughs) And I guarantee you, at least one set of couples will be crying at the end of the movie because it's a chick flick. That's the way it's going to work.
1: It's 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 directed by Gary Marshall, who did Valentine's Day, and it's from the same writer as Valentine's Day, too, so it'll be the exact same movie. (laughs) A couple months earlier, did, did we see Valentine? Oh God, Day? I didn't see Valentine's Day. It's the same movie as this. Val- well, I, I didn't the
0: trailer looked exactly the same.
1: Valentine's Day. It, it was from like I don't know, two years ago maybe, and it's another movie that has like twenty celebrities in it, and has and it's just about a bunch of different stories all taking place mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day. And God. This is the same thing except it's New Year's Eve. What? Well,
2: who's this director again? What's his name? Because Gary
1: Marshall. He did. Uh, he. He's on. He, he he did Pretty Woman and like Runaway Bride. Well,
2: I guess for for now he's he's gone from... He was a
1: good producer back in the... TV producer back in the day. I was going to say, didn't he
0: do like Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days oh, yeah, and he that? produced
1: Laverne and Shirley and Happy Days and Mork and Mindy and stuff like that.
0: Well, anyway, he goes from
2: uh, working with Richard Gere and uh, Julia Roberts to now just as many friggin' celebrities as he can throw into a movie. It's it's
0: ridiculous.
2: I think it's as many I think it's I as many know. celebrities
0: I, I as he can afford and that he can <laughs> yeah, hold them for 3 days.
1: Well, the movie I'm going to see is not going to be very probably not going to be very good either. I got to go see The Sitter. That's getting
0: horrible reviews, which it's is making not getting me as happy. Bad
1: reviews as New Year's Eve. <laughs> yeah. Probably
0: not, but The Sitter is not getting positive reviews, which I'm finding really funny since I hate Jonah Hill. I know you're a fan, but I can't stand
1: well, it. Well, I don't I don't hate Jonah Hill, but even I like even I'm like, alright, well it's adventures and babysitting and for really, the retarded you can't, come up with a mo- you can't come up with a more original title. The sitter? That's it? The yeah. sitter. Right. Alright, whatever. The sitter. Ugh. And also what the guy who directed this movie, his his career just it I don't know. I just get a kick out of this guy's career. The guy's name is the guy who directed this movie, his name is David Gordon Green. And he started out making very, very, very critically acclaimed. I was going to say, where have, movies. I, where have
2: I heard that name?
1: Well, you recently he did uh, he did Pine he did Pineapple Express, and he also did Your Highness. Uh, but before that, before that, he did like these movies like George Washington and Undertow and uh, like all the pretty girls and stuff like that. Very, very highly acclaimed movies. Critics were touting him as like the next great movie director. Like, Mm -hmm. this guy is gonna be the next... Several critics said, like, oh, man, this guy's gonna be like the next Terrence Malick. He's gonna be great. (laughs) And then now he's doing... He's doing stoner comedies. Like, I... You know, like, stepping aside from what I think about (laughs) his movies... I've actually only seen two of his movies, and truthfully I liked both of them, but stepping away from that, he just likes this guy's career. This is like if Scorsese did, like, mean streets and like Alice doesn't live here anymore and then went and did (laughs) Porkies.
0: well speaking of careers going like that now I think this guy is full of total bull Okay, you just did elves on your site recently yeah yeah well a guy that Scott from Lost in the Static worked with at Channel 5 in Green Bay Wisconsin claimed he was the director of that movie
1: he directed elves he claimed
0: he directed elves and when people pr- when anyone pressed him on this he gave this like I don't want to talk about it it wasn't a good time in my life blah 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 he said he used a pseudonym which is why the names don't match oh, and wow. I'm thinking the guy is total bullshit.
1: you think so
0: because the guy that directed elves also did like the TV series Super Force and movies like Chickbot and this yeah. guy from this guy from channel 5 in Green Bay all he would ever talk about was that it was elves he did. So I'm thinking he just picked some obscure title to try and make himself feel better because no matter how bad Elves was, to be directing the local 5 o'clock news in Green Bay, Wisconsin, that's a pretty big fall.
1: Yeah, like, it's one of those deals, too. Like, why would you make up a story like that and then and then be like, I don't want to talk about it?
0: I think he picked Elves because it's a pretty obscure movie and to this day no, it does so not have a DVD release.
1: yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Yeah, it's probably bull, but um, but at the same time, it's but but it, it's like that's that's weird. Usually, usually when people make up something like that, they like they brag about it. You know what I mean? Like I directed this obscure thing. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's I
0: just uh, I up. just thought that was weird. So when I saw you did elves, I just kind of snickered to myself before I even clicked on the video.
1: I, well, yeah, I was watching. I watched elves and when when it was, when it, I'm watching it and I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, this is, this is pretty bad, but kind of hook what's going on, truthfully, like, <laughs> I haven't really seen any other movies like this, I mean, this Nazi occult and they created this elf to sleep with a virgin to bring back the rise of the of the Third Reich and I'm watching it like, this is just, this is just really bizarre, and and what, what makes it funny is that the actors in it are playing it very straightforward and the movie's even shot very straightforward like you have Dan Haggerty who just like stone-faced says like it's the most normal thing he's saying is saying like, I want you to tell me the, I want you to tell me the correlation between the elves and the Nazis
0: <laughs> like, Do you know why he was so stone-faced on that?
1: Was he drunk?
0: He was a coke head. I read an interview with him. He doesn't even remember shooting that movie. He was so high on coke while he Uh, shot that. uh,
1: He was good at it. I I thought he was good. But you can
0: kind of tell now that I've said that. Go back and watch your review. You can kind of tell he's not exactly all there delivering some of his lines.
2: (laughs) I I actually noticed that too while uh, Brad was watching. I just assumed maybe he was drinking a little bit or something.
0: No, he was snorting.
2: I thought I, I thought
1: he was okay. I thought I thought he did a decent job in it. I mean, he's an he's certainly an actor who carries himself well on screen.
2: A, a lot of his I thought a lot of his delivery was very monotone. Was very like you know, well, he's playing a very down on his luck
1: character, so I thought that that sort of went along with that. But even other times, I thought I thought he did pretty good. <laughs> like I mean, this line had to have an ad lib when he was at the that library and said like, "Where this section on the." Cold. He's like, oh, section 666. What? That's gotta be a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know, th-
0: that one did come across as non-scripted.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's gotta be a joke. <laughs> well, Okay,
0: so would you say for Dan Haggerty that would be a fart catcher role or an alimony movie, do you think?
1: Fart catcher?
0: Uh, it's a term Lance Henriksen uses for when you're only there to make the stars move forward. Like, you know, like Lance Henriksen... In the Arab conspiracy, was there as Sean Connery's bodyguard? He called. He said he was just Sean Connery's fart catcher.
1: I still don't understand the meaning of the term. <laughs> like he was there to be someone's bodyguard?
0: No, his character was just Sean Connery's bodyguard in the movie, and he had nothing whatsoever to do. So there was no reason for his character to even be there. Oh, okay. That you know, okay. you're just there to catch the stars' farts.
1: Oh, I, well, he was in most of the movie, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he he and the girl, he and the girl were like the two main characters. So there was, yeah, there was certainly a a need for his character to be there. So yeah, I would guess that it was, yeah, like an alimony, yeah,
2: or a um, a coke debt, a coke debt, coke money.
0: But like I said, speaking of Lance Henriksen, I just interviewed him three hours ago. He's awesome.
2: Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. We had. we we got to talk to him a little bit at one of the conventions we were at, and we had we had Ryan uh, we had Ryan interview him. And yeah, he is he's a super super fun guy,
0: and he was really open about talking about movies he did that he's not proud of too.
1: Well, that's cool. Which
0: is because Mike White from the Projection Booth and I were interviewing him for a special we're doing on the Visitor on Projection Booth. Yeah. And right away he goes, oh that movie, like oh why do you guys have to ask me about that piece of crap. It's like, well, I love that movie, so so sorry, Lance, but I love that movie. <laughs> so yeah, I might have some audio from that for next week to maybe play.
1: Oh, okay, oh, that would be great.
0: Because we asked him about a whole bunch of different things. Like I asked him about Stone Cold, I, I, I and I did it as a compliment. I said, how do you feel starring in a Brian Bosworth film that was a Brian Bosworth vehicle where you stole every single scene and you're the only thing anyone remembers about that movie.
2: <laughs>
0: he was very flattered by that, but it's also the truth. Whenever you say Stone Cold is a movie, what's, does anyone think of Brian Bosworth? Or do they all go, oh, that's the movie where Henriksen was absolutely nuts.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: And, and he said he doesn't understand why people loved his character so much. His character was a murdering sleaze bag, and he said, older women just loved him, like his mom, and he meets older women at conventions. They all loved the Chains character in that, and he doesn't get why. So I I just find that kind of funny. (laughs) We're about 35 minutes into our show. Should we actually get to the topic?
2: oh, my! we have a topic? Yeah, no, I was going to say, we have a topic?
0: Well, I was watching some old TV promos on YouTube. Do you you remember when syndicated TV would have all these awesome movies you, to this day, in some cases, don't even have a video release? When local TV would have these awesome, awesome movies? They just, they don't do that anymore.
1: Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, back in the day watching stuff. Are, Are you... Are you talking stuff like monster vision and stuff like that, or just no?
0: Anything? I mean, like like local TV. Your, your local UHF station would be showing oh, a, see, a Bronson movie at three in the morning, just because oh, yeah. they got nothing else going on.
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would watch some. Yeah, like Bronson. Yeah, I remember seeing Telepon on one time at like three in the morning. Crap, I think, I think even like ten to midnight. I can only but, imagine
0: uh, what ten to midnight would look like on TV. They'd have to cut that movie to ribbons.
1: They did, <laughs> but yeah, I, re- I I remember stuff, like, but I. I can't. I can't go so far as to say that a lot of them that I watched on there that that was the only time that I saw them, because a lot of stuff I saw on there eventually I would own on VHS or maybe already did own on VHS at the time and just watched them on there anyway, or then later on on DVD or 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 whenever. I I can't think of. I can't think of one to where that was the only time I saw the movie.
0: Uh, I can think of one. Doctor Black and Mr. Hyde.
1: I, I used to have that on VHS.
0: See, I've I've never seen that one outside of local television.
1: Yeah, I, I used to, the one with Bernie Casey. Yes, right? yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to have that on VA, on a hard shell VHS, and it was great because it had a quote. Uh, it had a quote on the front of it from <clears throat> Leonard Maltin, and it said like Bernie Casey's greatest movie, and then it goes. Two and a half stars.
0: <laughs> For like, Doctor Black and Mr. Hyde, wow.
1: Like I just w I just kinda I just kinda laughed. I was like, that's the lowest star rating I've seen on a box cover. Like I've seen three stars. I've seen three stars, I've seen three and a half. But two and a half stars, I mean granted that's not necessarily negative, but, but two and a half. <laughs> it's like they couldn't find they couldn't find a rating higher than two and a half stars. <laughs> great at films but this movie only gets two stars. You know what always kind of drove me nuts and this is kind of a tangent but okay. whenever you would see on the box cover of a movie where it wouldn't say two thumbs up it would just say thumbs up.
2: <laughs> oh, it know. would
1: just say thumbs up. I know. But I
0: don't I remember don't... that one. I don't remember that. Give me an example.
1: Um, that's happened quite. a bit. You, you can see that on a lot. Uh, yeah. Off the top of my head uh, it's got that on Scrooged I think. <laughs> Um, i think summer of sam i think my dvd of summer of sam has that you know a lot of there's there's a lot that that have that on there that just say thumbs up instead of two thumbs up and it'll attribute it to either of course roger ebert and gene siskel and it just draws attention to the fact that one of them didn't like it Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i would look at that and say like well, okay, well, one of them liked it, but that means the other one gave it a negative review. Like, it wouldn't dissuade me either way on whether or not I was going to watch it, but I just found that funny because that advertises the fact that one of them didn't like it.
0: I used to to like the VHS covers that if they had a lot of pop songs or heavy metal songs in the soundtrack, that would be the big advertising point. Features a soundtrack by Iron Maiden and Motorhead and Motley Crue, and that they don't tell you anything what the movie's about. But just all the bands that are that have songs in the movie. I always thought that was a really strange way to advertise.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, That's so, it,
0: I mean, d- definitely add the MTV influence at that point.
1: I liked uh, I, I liked Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde, all right. I guess, I don't know, two and a half stars, I'm sure, I guess. I don't know. I, I liked it.
0: Well, like, another one, now, I do have it on VHS now, but I never did then. I used to see on TV all the time was the day it came to Earth. Yeah. That, that was a perpetual syndication staple. Only time I could ever see that as a kid or a teenager was on local TV. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, th- there was just all these movies, and then, like, you look at some of these promos from even the mid-'90s, and they would have, like, the movies of July, and they'd list a good 40 titles.
1: Sure, and sure, you go, sure,
0: yeah. Damn, did people still not have VCRs that much in the early 90s that a movie that's commercially available like Assassination or Murphy's Law was really a big draw on local TV?
1: Yeah, I, I, miss, I miss coming across stuff like that, like flipping channels at night and just coming across, uh, I don't know, whatever. I mean, now I, I, yeah, of course, you'll see movies that they'll show on like Comedy Central or TNT or whatever but it's always something I don't want to watch it's never anything really obscure but uh, you know and and now you know I got st- I, I, I I missed that because that, w- that would be the case where like oh, okay well this is what's on this is what I'm watching I haven't heard of this movie I haven't seen this movie sounds interesting okay I'll give it a shot Nowadays, you have options in the sense that, you know, you'll have your Netflix Instant Queue hooked up and you'll be flipping through all these titles. And there's there's just too many options with that when I'm laying down wanting to put something on to basically kind of fall asleep to. There's too many options with that because I'll be scrolling through there for a half hour and be like, eh, don't be like watching that, don't be like watching that, don't be like watching that. I sort of do miss it back in the day when... It would be on, like, Channel 2, Channel 3, whatever. It'd be like, okay, well, this is what's on. This is what I'm watching.
0: Yeah, in a weird way, having more choice, you're not going to watch a movie that you probably wouldn't, that you probably would watch if it was the only thing on.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, we
0: watched yeah. a lot of crap just because it was on. If we yeah. had the option to watch a better movie, we probably would have. And what we would have missed some really cool stuff.
3: Yeah,
1: you know, but but I like the fact that I've seen so much of that crap.
0: Me too. I wouldn't have seen a lot of that crap if there was a better movie on in that time slot. And, and you know, we've talked about this before, but sometimes the TV versions are so much funnier. I love when Robert Englund is running around as Freddy Krueger, calling all the girls little brats <laughs> because he would they wouldn't they couldn't say bitch on the on the TV broadcast. He's like, get back here, you little brat.
2: Welcome to prime time, brat.
0: Yeah, it's not the same. (laughs) And there are movies that you'll just discover. Maybe you walked past this movie four hundred times in the video store, and just because it's on, you go, ah, what the hell? And you go, holy crap, Gargoyles was awesome. Yeah, I'm referring to. I don't mean to Bernie Casey again. I don't know, but the Bernie Casey Gargoyles movie from like '79. I would have never. I walked past that on the video store shelf every damn week. Yeah. And I just caught it on late night TV one night And it's an awesome movie that I don't think has a DVD release, does it?
1: Gargoyles? Uh,
0: I don't know if that's on I DVD I don't
1: know, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't say either way
0: You know which movie I'm talking about though, right? The one with Bernie what? Casey as the head gargoyle?
1: Uh, maybe I just need to just Put a bunch of stuff in my instant queue Or something and just be Really strict about it. This is what I'm watching tonight hmm.
0: Or be totally random
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess like maybe pick one Yeah, yeah, just like Close my eyes and move the mouse Or not the mouse, but the controller Move the controller through the titles And land on one and be like Okay, well, I guess I'm watching Super Chick
0: (laughs) Oh my god, I have not seen that since uh, USA Up All Night was the last time I saw Super Chick That movie sucks (laughs) It does, but I saw that on USA Up All Night And like 94, 95, something like that.
2: You and I were probably You and I were probably watching it at the same time. (laughs) Could be worse. Could be worse. It could be Hot Chick.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh yeah, that's going in my instant queue. (laughs) Well,
0: do you remember this one was a USA up all night staple. The Roger Corman movie Beach Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I had totally forgotten that movie until I found an. I mean, I remembered certain scenes, but I couldn't remember the title, who starred in it, or anything. And then I found an old VHS of USA Up All Night in a back closet, and I popped it in, and I had recorded beach balls off Up All Night that night.
1: A lot of the Up All Night movies, uh, I actually saw a lot of them uncut uh, because there were quite a few of them where around that same time cinemax was showing the same movies not necessarily the same night you know around that around that that same time so like i i remember i remember one time buford's beach bunnies was on usa up all night and just being kind of like well i won't really watch it on here because it it was just on cinemax like last week (laughs) and i saw it (laughs)
3: on there.
0: <laughs> well, Joe Bob Briggs, the movie channel on Drive-In Theater used to always take pot shots at Up All Night. If his show had some of the same movies as theirs, the fact that the Drive-In Theater version was uncut, he would constantly yeah. take pot shots at Up All Night for having to cut their movies.
1: Yeah, see, like, see, with, with Up All... With, uh, with with Joe Bob Briggs, even if, like, the same, well, most of the time it was something I'd, I'd already seen, but even with that said, even if the movie was was you know within that same month, also on like Cinemax, I would usually still watch it on Joe Bob Briggs because I liked him. I liked his host segments a lot better than up all than than Up All Nights.
0: Well, Up All Night depended. I loved Ronda Shear. I hated the I hated Friday Nights because that was Gilbert Godfrey night.
1: Yeah, yeah, Ronda Sheer was so much was a lot better. Like she was fine, she was fine, but. The show ended up itself, I just like Joe Bob Briggs' show better. But, oh, yeah, yeah. We're talking between Shear and Godfrey. Rhonda Shear was a much better host for that. And I so, don't
0: know. I, I must have missed it, but before Rhonda, it was hosted by Carolyn Schlitt. I don't even remember the Carolyn Schlitt year.
1: I don't think I do either. I don't think I remember that. It seems like the. Yeah, yeah. Because I first. always
0: remember that being Rhonda and Gilbert.
1: I started watching it, yeah, when it was just Rhonda by herself.
0: Oh, so they had already fired Gilbert by that time? Because Gilbert got fired after like the second year of him because everybody hated his stuff.
1: No, even before Gilbert even before Gilbert was on there, I saw Rhonda Shear on there by herself.
0: Okay. So yeah, she maybe she was doing both after Carolyn got let go.
1: Because yeah, she would be sitting she would be sitting at like a uh or like a radio DJ's booth or something like that. And uh yeah, I, I I saw her on there. I saw her working solo before Gilbert Godfrey. Remember, remember what was the one that what was the the wholesome one that that like TBS did, uh, dinner and a movie.
0: Oh, that was the one with uh, An- Paul Gilmartin. Martin, Annabella it was- something. Yeah, was the yeah. chick I can't remember her last She was like on Mad TV I think Or maybe what was she? Maybe she was on Saturday Night- She was on some Sketch comedy show It was like Annabella Shiora or n- No not Annabella Shiora No not
1: Annabella Shiora
0: <laughs> it, it was Anna, a- Annabelle Gerwish
1: That's it That's it uh, Annabelle oh, Gerwish God, We're gonna <laughs> We're gonna show you Broken air And make a fine Make a fine Lamb dish <laughs> yeah, it.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry, but that just didn't work. And then even Monster Vision, the only reason Monster Vision worked was because of Joe Bob. Yeah. Because, I mean, who wants to watch all these hard R-rated movies in their censored version with a commercial every five minutes? Uh-huh. When Joe Bob's popping up every five minutes, you're damn right I'm watching that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, because he was great. That made it worth watching. Because
0: the movies were useless at that point.
1: <laughs> Everybody
0: watched Four Joe Bob And then during the movie That's when you went and got something to eat
1: Yeah, yeah With dinner and I was like Alright, well, we're taking a break uh, from Mrs. Doubtfire Who wants to make quiche <laughs> In,
0: Until that final year of Monster Vision When they, they forced him to do more mainstream movies Because TNT decided that they wanted to get a female audience Oh, did they really? Yeah, they even changed the title It wasn't Monster Vision that final year It was Joe Bob's Saturday Night and and they oh, no. they they forced him to show movies like Adventures in Babysitting and lo- and Look Who's Talking. I have these on tape. I can prove. Oh, Joe Bob you. Briggs hosted Look Who's Talking and Adventures in Babysitting. He even <laughs> had to show Pretty Woman one night and Dirty Dancing. He showed Dirty Dancing one night because right. TNT made him.
1: Right from this sleigh and uh, get right back to Look Who's Talking 2 with Roseanne Barr and Bruce Willis.
0: <laughs> and, and and John Travolta and Kirstie Alley before she became a balloon. <laughs> Joe Bob was the savior. Joe Bob, to me, is like a personal hero. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. been trying to interview him for a couple of years now. If anybody out there knows Joe Bob and can get me in touch with him, please do. Joe Bob, I would love. I've got his books. I've got a bunch of those. Remember the rare VHSs he put out, the sleaziest movies in the history of the world?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: I've got about five or six of those. And those things go for ninety to a hundred bucks a piece on eBay. Oh wow! But I'm not getting rid of them because those are mine. Damn it!
1: I used I, to have the Elvira tape for uh, the 1960s movie, uh, The Mask, that came with 3D glasses. I have that. I've, I've oh, got. You a, got that one? Yeah, Sweet. I've got
0: like four or five Elvira big boxes too from the thriller video era.
1: I've got a couple of those. Uh, the the one I had with them wasn't a big box. Um, yeah the the, la- the
0: later ones she went to regular boxes but the the first release a lot of the ones she did were actually not even movies they were episodes of Hammer House of Mystery and Suspense Right yeah Yeah almost all those were big boxes and they went to small size boxes
1: Yeah the little thriller videotapes
0: Oh I loved those No <laughs> oh, yeah yeah Do you know that she was offered make them die slowly for that and she refused
1: I heard about that. Wasn't she also offered? I spit on your grave. Yeah,
0: she said no. I will not put my name on these movies. So those were supposed to be part of the thriller video thing, but she that just refused weird. to do it.
1: That would, been, that would have been weird to have Elvira before Cannibal Ferox. And,
0: well, the version she, like I said, the version them. she was offered was make them die slowly. We both discussed. We're not sure whether that's a different version or just a retitle.
1: So regardless of regardless of what is cut out of that movie. It's still a rough movie. Or, or, yeah,
0: I, I can only see her making jokes about I spit on your grave. That just doesn't seem right. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Speaking of Joe Bob, did you know he has a commentary on the I spit on your grave?
1: I, yeah, I listened to it. I, I, it's
0: I funny as hell. He actually great- finds humor in that movie, which is something I think is a very hard thing to do. <laughs>
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Like it was, it that was a really that was a really good one. Uh, and I tried listening to the Mirazarchi commentary, and I couldn't understand what he was saying. I didn't make it too terribly far into it, but the Joe Bob Briggs commentary was was very funny.
2: Actually, you want to talk about some uh, funny commentary that isn't even supposed to be funny, but just because of who it is, it's uh, absolutely hilarious. Somebody on Facebook, uh, on my Facebook, posted. The true lot, li-
0: or not true lies. Um, oh, a total, total recap Yeah, I, 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 I've done- seen that one. Yes. Oh God, Jared, you want to hear something funny? Listen uh-huh. to Arnold's commentary on Conan. <laughs> is that a good one?
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, he clearly doesn't remember much about this movie. At one point, I swear I'm damn near quoting right here. He goes, and this is the line where I go, "You cannot masturbate me, master." No, wait, that's not the line. What am I thinking of? <laughs> and you just what the hell was that
2: <laughs>
0: I swear I'm damn near quoting that
2: oh man Arnold in commentaries is just that's fun cause he's like I said in the Total Recall one he's just like oh this is a really good scene this is where this is where the map Functions and I have to take it off and throw it, throw it at the
0: guy. <laughs> Jared, I, I don't, I don't know how much of a joke that was, but when you listen to the Conan commentary, he has a really bad case of describe what's on the screen. itis <laughs>
2: that's all he does. Oh, this is where it. Yeah, he just he, he just when describes did,
0: what's on the screen, and that's it for a lot of his commentary.
2: When I did
1: the Let's Play with Roses, the one thing that she's the one thing she said to us beforehand before we started recording and. Talking to me, and the one thing she said was like, "She's like, just just have fun, you know, just you know, just talk about whatever, and don't don't just describe what you're doing." In the game. <laughs> All right, well, here's where we're gonna get the uh, the old salt gun. And oh, <laughs> she doesn't
0: want you to pull a Doug Walker.
1: <laughs> Is that was that what he did?
0: Yeah, his his let's play of Bart's nightmare did not go over well because he pretty much just described everything you were seeing as he was doing it.
1: <laughs> no, we had we had fun doing that. Uh it came from the desert. It was we we had we
0: had a lot of fun doing that. I remember that game, but unfortunately we're out of time. So, if you guys want to quick sell yourselves, all okay. right, you don't want to sell yourselves. Okay, then good night. <laughs>